Hey, this is Cullen Bunn, the writer of Harrow County, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. We got episodes, there's a lot of them, and we are talking about comics, but not the comic we read, because it was a bad choice on my end. (laughs) Listen. It, it wasn't a bad choice. It because it's a good. I assume it's a good comic book. When you read but the I other got two, thrown into the middle of something that I didn't know what was going on. So we were going to discuss X Men Inferno. Correct. The not the first volume. The second. No, no, volume. no, no. Yes, this is not the old Inferno. This is new. It's a four twenty twenty one. I believe this is a four issue miniseries run. I believe it might have even ran into the yeah twenty twenty one that basically ended. Uh, gosh damn it! I Jonathan know his Hickman. name. Jonathan Hickman's run on the X Men. At the time that I read this, I was reading X Men, pretty much all the titles, right? <laughs> through it, not all the titles. There's a lot of X Men shit. Um, <laughs> they just keep adding more. X Men being one of my favorite comic book titles. Uh, mostly, I like team books a lot. So X Men, I think. Like Justice League, shit like that? Justice League, Fantastic Four, right. X-Men, Avengers. I think X-Men is like the second best like team book. Okay. Um, when it's written well, which this is written well. I'm not saying it's not. Um, it's really confusing. And it made sense to me if you are reading everything else up into it. We stopped reading it. I suggested this. I went back and looked at it again, and I was like, this book's fucking confusing. <laughs> Even though I know the backstory. And there's a lot of back-and-forth bullshit that I know. It's what Hickman does. He like he disguises his true intent by doing a lot of stuff that would make you think other things are happening. And that's what he's doing in this book, too. But it's also... A lot of nonsense. That was really confusing. It is worth reading if you're up to date on X-Men. I don't know where X-Men goes after this because I haven't stayed up to date mm. after that. But you get a you get an end of Moira McTaggart's story, essentially. Um, yeah, that's about like the only real ending you get. You get a really cool – at the end of these four series, I will say why you should read it. You get a really cool mystique story. Which you don't have a lot of in the X-Men. Right. And you get to see why she is a very dangerous, very powerful mutant, which you don't get a lot of in a lot of X-Men stories. So if you like Mystique, if you like that character, you'll like this by the end. But it's not a good place for us to jump off on <laughs> <laughs> in our comic book discussions. September so, 29th, 2021, uh, Inferno Number 1 comes out. Jonathan Hickman, Jerome Opena as the cover artist. Uh, and Valerio Shitty as the penciler. Um, I don't know who the main artist is because it doesn't tell know, me that. But I'm pretty sure you probably don't pronounce his last name Shitty. S C H I T I. You don't Skitty Skydy. You th- you don't think that's Shitty? Kind of reminds. Kind of reads like Shitty. It reads like Shitty, but I'm betting it's not. <laughs> well, if I pronounce your name wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for me. I can only I know we're we're more talking about like we're going to be reading more comic book stuff. Yes. I'm doing every day 
every day that I can, which is every single day in the last like five months, except for maybe like a week's worth of time, I've put out a video for comic book history stuff on our YouTube channel. So we're trying to get back a little bit into comic book stuff uh, because it's kind of where we started. And I think there's a good audience for that. I think you would think the same thing. Yeah. And we um, like comic books. Yeah. I mean, we're not like. I don't consider any of us to be like the biggest comic book guys. Correct. Like we're not like come here for the be all end all of comic book knowledge. Right. We're not definitely not that. But we're gonna try and pick. I don't. Sometimes it may be new. Sometimes it may be something old. We'll try and post a, a it before you know maybe the week was, before or something. I was kind of thinking maybe we should just do a run. I'm cool with that too. Like, yeah. I was one that came to an end not so long ago that I thought was phenomenal. Was that like we could, Immortal Hulk. Okay. Like maybe we could just read an episode for each show or something like, or, or not read it in the show, but read it and yeah, discuss yeah. it. I got you. Or, yeah, yeah. One, or maybe two episodes, two, comics two comics. But, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. But, but that's the, we're, we're, we're making this, whether this is, it hasn't been live just because these two last sessions have been kind of weird. Um, but I, th- I'm thinking we'll still be doing live at some point, but that live episode might be more comic book related. Um, and so we'll, we'll try and kind of announce what the comic book will be before so that hopefully you guys can read and kind of enjoy and, and go, go through it with us. Inferno, the art is really good. I don't know who the main artist is. Maybe it's Jonathan Hickman. I have no idea. I enjoyed the art. For me, it was you asked He's me the to writer. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, but the only thing it mentions here is the cover artist. And so, oh, Curiel. Who's Curiel? Whoever that is is probably the artist. Um, but you were like, "I'll oh, read this." Well, this is where we'll start. And I was like, "Okay, cool." And it's like two. We read the the first and the second issue. I did. I'm, I know you've read all of them. Yeah. But it was. I was like, "Can you give me a little backstory?" Because I don't really know what's going on. Definitely, the art is good. And like I said, it felt like one and a half issues of a council meeting. Like, because yeah. they're just voting on two people to get into this new council, and then Colossus ends up being the newest member at the very end after Destiny. And I was like, "All right, I don't know what's going on." But here it's we go. such a weird cliffhanger too because. <laughs> Like the cliffhanger is they vote in Colossus at the end of, on the council at the end of the second episode. And like I told Juan, there's not a lot of payoff for that. <laughs> like, um, because it's really not about the council, even though it is, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so I will wrap it up and saying, if you haven't read, I, so this is a spoiler alert. Moira McTaggart is an, a mutant and most of the other mutants don't know that she's a mutant. Right. Her mutant ability makes zero sense that she reincarnates herself when she dies. But not only does she reincarnate herself, everything starts again. It's like an alternate dimension every time. But she she knows that she's reincarnating. She knows she can see into her past lives. Other people cannot. It's for them. It's just like a whole new thing is happening. Right. And in every time that she does this, eventually, an all-out war happens between humans. Mutants and a robotic kind of alien group, um, which I forget their name right now. Uh, and the mutants always lose. <laughs> so she has tried to cure mutants of their disease. She's trying to put an end to mutant kind. Destiny is like, fuck you. You can't kill all the mutants or, or end the mutants. Right. And if you try this again, because Destiny is a cog. like She's a seer. Yeah, she can see into the future. Right. Uh, pre-cog, if you will. Yes. And... She's like, yeah, if you keep doing this, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and so she and then does murder her once, <laughs> and she comes back. 
So the whole like base of the storyline you get is Morgan McTaggart is trying to secretly find a way to end all of mutant kind. Right. Destiny's trying to stop her. What's going to be more powerful? Like the person who can see the events that happened in the past that nobody else can see because they weren't there for technically. Right. Or the person who can see into the future. And then you find out that really that's kind of the storyline, but not really like, so every little twist or weird thing where a person's being manipulated in these comic books, that person manipulating those scenes is actually mystique. And the whole thing that mystique and destiny are doing is turning more McTaggart into a human being without mutant powers so they can kill her so they can get rid of her without restarting So she'll stay way dead. Right. So the end, they succeed in turning her into a human and not murdering her. But it's a really convoluted way to get there. <laughs> it, it is cool if you're up to date. Like it, right. it goes into it. You get a lot of cool shit. Nimrod's always been a cool character to me and he's in this. Um, you get to see like mutants getting murdered because mutants can be – only mutants can be revived and like – I don't know. They're like the fucking. If you've watched Battlestar Galactica, they like repod themselves after they die. <laughs> you get to see Xavier, and uh, I will say in the next two scenes, you get to like see a cool fight scene between Magneto and the Nimrods. Okay, it's pretty dope. And then Magneto gets murdered <laughs> <laughs> and comes back to life again. <laughs> um, but it's a cool story. It ends like a cool arc. I think he did a good job on it, but. It's just, yeah, it's not compelling in the way of, like, if I was trying to get a new person, like, if I was trying to go into a cool story for comics with somebody like we are, with the readers, this is not one I would choose <laughs> reflectively after reading well, and, and that's the thing. Even if we did choose it, we probably should have started with the first volume um, and then kind of gone from there, even oh, though I don't like, know how much they connect. There's a lot of X-Men. We would have been reading X-Men for years <laughs> get, if we were doing, like, one issue, two issue at a time to get here. But, yeah, it's it's good if you're up to date on X-Men. It's not pinnacle. Like, I don't think you need to read this if you are not X-Men, like, huge fan. Like, right. I don't think so, anyway. Hmm. Like I said, I think X-Men are the second best team, anyway, but. Cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess, you, you know, we just gave our thoughts quickly on that because it was something we read. But it's, like yeah. like you said, there's not, this is not what we're going to read going forward. We'll find something else to start it. We'll find, I think, a better way to interact, too. Like, if you guys, and if there are people I actually listen to this that care hopefully there are you guys want to see certain things read or whatever that immortal whole guy it was just a random idea that might even be a good idea like we'll discuss it more off base but maybe we'll just read smaller arcs of things or right. whatever like trade paperbacks or something and i know that i'm sure jason because i think he still reads i'm sure ac could probably give us some good oh, ideas yeah. of what to actually read to make sure you know to at least maybe even get them interacted as far as like the inner circle people um, but yeah, we're, we're trying a little bit more to focus a little bit more on comics. Obviously that's not going to take over. It never was the point when we first started this, you know, we just spoke about comics and we spoke about pop culture and that's kind of where we're at now, but we want to go back to comics a little bit. Uh, and, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, th- I think that by doing a 30 second fucking video, we grew 400 subscribers in three months, which is in fucking sane. Well, like so I, I think it's a good, I think you're right. I think it's a good place to, to launch off something new. I do think the comic book industry is in a weird spot, but it's, everything's about like getting your book CGC now. Graded. And like <laughs> pressed and cleaned. And it's like. I can understand the the pressing and the cleaning, but just not a fan of grading. I like to read my comic books. Like and I know there's trade paperbacks and in some things I I do collect like hardcover like paperbacks or 
stories. Right. But those are mostly because I don't want to bother getting the full run of things. But it's like if I really love something, I want to get like the full run of it because I like that feeling of opening up the comic. Right. I understand if you have a really old comic that it's probably better to do that to preserve it. Right. But to me, it's like fucking it. people are getting everything graded. Oh yeah, it's like the newest shit. They and just it's bought. not. It's not. Yeah, it's not even anything like special. It's just some random comic book that gets a nine. You and know, it might be special at that moment, but it probably won't be <laughs> in the future. Right. And I might buy a couple here or there for decoration or something to hang on the wall. But it's like I mean, I'm starting to see people like, especially YouTube people, like long boxes. Full of graded comics. Yeah, I see it on Instagram a lot. A lot of dudes yeah. who are like, "Oh, you know, graded comics today. We're gonna sell them auction style." I think people are way. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think a lot of people are wasting a lot of money on things they think are solid investments that are not. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if this is an iconic book and it has age and it's this and this, or it's the first issue of what has become like an amazing series, right? Then I think that makes sense. Or maybe some weird alternate cover that's really rare for an iconic book. Right. But it's just like – I. so I like Power Rangers shit, right? I like Power Rangers comics. I collect them. I have them. I know that those are not going to be long-term amazing as far as value goes. And I have some expensive variant covers. I'm not really going to get most of them CGC or any of them really because I know that they're not going to be right. and already have not been. Like <laughs> There were ones that I remember were like – Four or five hundred bucks at one point that are now like, you know, eighty bucks. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and like that's. I think you're going to see a lot of that in these people. You just don't. That's that's these such books. A, it's such a one comic books unless you're dealing with unless you have the 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 capital yeah. to be like I'm going to go find the first Justice League or the first Amazing Spider Man. Like that makes sense to me. Like sure, you said, yeah. those are iconic. That makes sense. But if you're just like starting now and you're just like everything that I have and I'm going to collect, I think is going to be worth something in the future. Like you're going to spend a lot of money to find out that in 50 years you probably wasted it. And that because there's not that much that is coming out new that's going to be worth anything in the future. And yeah, I would just, I highly suggest like maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. If you love comics, do the trade paperback route a lot with newer shit. Right. And if you want a cool collection, save all that. Because it's fucking expensive to get shit graded, too. Oh, yeah. Save all that money and buy, like, these iconic books. Have a couple really cool iconic books in your collection and then do get those ones graded. I think even if you're going to spend the money to grade, you should go into it knowing, like, this is cool. I graded it. It's fun. I love doing it. Or, yeah, or have that notch on it. Yeah, not like this is going to be worth a million dollars in the future. Like, that's crazy. Like, you do it because you love what you – you love comic books. I feel like I just – and I'm only mentioning this because I feel like there are a lot of YouTube channels misleading a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even like I buy – I still buy comics on John's stream. So, like, there's even even like some decently iconic shit in there that John's – it's not graded. And he probably could have sent it out and got it graded and got right. more money. But I don't think he is because I think even he knows it's like that's not going to be a phenomenal book. Right. Like it's just a okay book. It's a pretty good book. Because especially now with the Marvel movies and shit coming out, these characters are going to get their bumps. Oh, yeah. Like uh, New Mutants, like Deadpool's, like Internet, that, that book was super hot for quite a while. It's going down in price now. Right. Like, I own The Walking Dead number one. That probably should have been graded. Some. It is going down now. I'm still not going to sell it. I was never going to sell it at its height. But it's like 
these books, I just feel like there's a lot of people out there convincing a lot of people to waste a lot of money. <laughs> and that's, I think, evident by the fact that CGC is having like ridiculous wait re- times, wait times yeah. like return oh, yeah. times of like months. And I remember I watched a guy opening some CGC books he said he waited for a year on. Oh, the beautiful thing that I love about John is he's – I, I've known him before he opened the shop. He, he's a stand-up guy. Like, he's yeah. not the guy – he's not that guy who's going to be like, this is going to be the one. You know what I mean? He, I don't think yeah. he ever marks up his comic books as far as, like, when they're coming out. They're all cover price for the most part. I know he marks up the variants, but, like, that's to be expected. Right. And he's just, he's just that guy. If you want honest truth about a comic book, he'll give you his opinion. You know, I just don't think he's I, – I think he's one that who will not – mislead you yeah and and so i like that store and i like him for that i think he's always been a stand-up guy me too so hall of justice is i don't even i'm two hours away from the shop and i that's where i get all my books from i just have him ship them all the Pretty time much the same <laughs> it's like and he even on his stream cell recently had like the first appearance of the rhino and even that he's not like great or right great, which <laughs> i think is, is a decently gradable book like but yeah i just just throwing it out there if you're into comics, I don't think you should waste your money that way, unless you really unless you just, just want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't do it expecting fortune in the future, because yeah. that's stupid. Do it because you won't like it. Yeah, if you're doing all these new books, I think so. <laughs> like a perfect example is like something is killing the children. It's a recent book. It's a really cool book. I got into it super late. I wanted to go back and collect the book, but it's fucking expensive as shit. For no reason. <laughs> for a book that just came out. So I didn't. And now it's like getting into the price where I would feel comfortable to start buying them. Right. There's a fuck ton of CGC rated ones that aren't worth that much now. <laughs> and like a billion different – and like even like the cool variants. I'm like there are so many cool variants that do people even know that variant exists to want to collect it sometimes? Yeah, I don't even know. Because even of height of popular ones, I don't know all the variants that come out. If it's a variant – like one in ten, one in twenty-five, one in a hundred, one in five hundred, or something from the printer. I understand, or a San Diego Comic Con variant. I understand. Those are the collective. Those are the ones people are looking for. But when you got like the one in fifty version of your local comic book store that they made for themselves, I was like, nobody's fucking looking for that variant, right? Like it might be cool as fuck, but nobody cares <laughs> because nobody knows it exists. <laughs> Besides the few people who go to that right, shop, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> So, and then there are some obvious like exceptions to that, like Art Gym and a Bigger few, a few other ones. Right. But I'm just like, I see a lot of that too when I watch those YouTube channels where it's like, this is the one and one so variant from these two stories. And I was like, if you don't go to those two stores, like you've never seen that book, you don't know it exists really, unless you're flipping through eBay and happen to see one. Right. But you're not out there trying to collect it. Like, and the signatures too, like either comic book companies need to just start paying their artists and writers more, but. That's getting ridiculous. Like, two hundred twenty-five bucks for some of these signatures. Like, whenever CGC is doing like a great, like a sometimes CGC will have like a, a branded like if you send your book in between this time and this time, the person who did it will have them sign it and verify. Right. It. It's fucking expensive. It's like, dude, you're not, you're not Stanley. Like, <laughs> and even even his signature wasn't two hundred and some of the dollars. No, it was, was hundred bucks if you were there. <laughs> yeah. And I get it's because they're verifying and shit, but it's like. Fuck. <laughs> but it's a lot of money. We wanted to just jump in, let everybody know here on the last episode that we're going to be doing more comic stuff. Yes. That's kind of where we're at. Uh, and we will talk about what that is in the future. Maybe we'll uh, even just talk about comic book themes. Maybe. Like, Check. why does every comic book character's parents have to be dead? <laughs> 
TOTLB.com. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, like Instagram, Patreon.com slash TOTLB. Uh, we'll catch you on the next time. And like I said, ahead of time, you'll know what we're talking about as far as comic books. But we will catch you later. I've been Juan. I've been Doyle. Bye. Later. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!